Carla. And I'm Sarah. And this is Creative Reboot. Welcome to episode three of Creative Reboot. Carla, we made it to three. Why am I holding four fingers up? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Fortunately, <laughs> they can't see us, but yay, three. Well, um, well actually, we've got to finish this first. Then then we can say we've made it to episode three. You know, it's, it's, it's late. We've had a few attempts already, but we're going to push on. It's okay. So uh, I'm going to start straight off um, with telling you a little bit about Carla, since you heard a, a lot about me last week. I will try to interview her just as skillfully as she interviewed me. Uh, Carla is a branding and fine art photographer, um, and she has a few other little strings to her bow, which I'm sure she's going to tell us about very shortly. In fact, let's go straight in. And Carla, tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is you do. Hi. Um, it's. I would say it's lovely to be here, but it's our podcast, so I don't know the etiquette for that situation. But uh, hi, it's lovely to be here. I'm going to go, etiquette is, I'm here, just like it. I'm here. Deal with it. Okay, that's we can go with that. I'm happy with that. Sure. Um, so I am Carla Watkins, and as Sarah said, I am a branding photographer and a fine art photographer. Uh, so I am also the extra strings, the bow she mentioned. Um, I am a multipod, so I do several things. So mostly, I help business owners be proud of their businesses, and I work with colourful, magical weirdos, uh, which is a wonderful way of saying I take storytelling photographs, which show off your business at their very, very best. Um, and I get a real kick out of that. I love small businesses. I've always been obsessed with small businesses and I have several of my own. So that fits quite nicely. Um, and as part of that, I also do some mentoring. Uh, so both in photography and in business and in being a multipod. Um, and then, so actually, there we go. I've used that word a couple of times now. Mm -hmm. So being a multipod means thriving on doing more than one thing. That's the most succinct I can get it. I could literally talk about this for four hours. That's quite so I'll good, try and actually. Keep it short. That's good. But thriving on doing more than one thing. So it doesn't have to be things that you do for your for money, for your business, your career. Um, if they are things you do for money, we can then morph that into a portfolio career, which is having different strands of things that you do for money. Um, and but we'll, we'll focus on multipods. Things things that you do. In your life generally for joy um for joy and for money and those things can be specialisms although you do lots of them you can still be you can be a multipod and be a specialist and i think that's something i feel very strongly about because i think a lot of people assume if you don't do just one thing forever that you can't be a specialist in that so i'm out to prove you all wrong <laughs> um so the things that i do the branding photography i've talked about I do some fine art photography, which is around sort of fairy tales, identity, character, uh, steampunk, LARP, and the mermaid community, which leads nicely into being a professional-ish mermaid. I say professional-ish because I don't really perform anymore. Um, I'm mostly turning other people into mermaids these days, and I have a little mermaid pop-up shop, which is lots of fun. Uh, so that's, you know, basically turning a childhood dream into a job. Who doesn't want to do that? <laughs> Um, and the last thing I do is actually the oldest thing I do, uh, which is I'm half of a stationery subscription company called Ink Drops Boxes, and we send beautiful quirky stationery out in the mail through your letterbox every month. Wow, that is a lot of stuff. And actually, probably the most succinct, I can't even say that word, succinct, succinctly 
you've short. ever said it shortly that you've ever said it yes the shortest way you've ever said it well it only took six attempts at recording the podcast <clears throat> yeah. to get it to that yeah it's fine it's good it's good well i was gonna um interject as well because the you used a term with me the other day uh what was it portfolio career um, yes um, that's is that what you would describe a, a, another way is that a posh way of describing a multipod uh, yes and no. I think I would say that it's absolutely what I have. I have four very distinct strands to the things that make me money. Um, and in the past, I've also had uh, different businesses. I've had freelance work. I've had uh, jobs, day jobs. Day jobs can be part of your career, portfolio career rather. Um, I would say a portfolio career is very specifically around what makes you money or brings money in. Okay. Whereas being a multipod is more about all the things that you do. So, for example, one of my multipod things uh, is roller skating and another one is burlesque. But neither of those things are likely to bring me any income anytime soon. Uh, but I spend quite a lot of time and love on them because I, I enjoy them. They're, They're much fun. more for joy. I like it. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, I think then, because um, obviously that's a, a hell of a lot that you do. There's... There, bearing in mind this interview is supposed, is supposed to be about the creative journey behind um, what it is you do. I feel like this, this bit could be could be quite long. So tell us a little bit about what it was you were doing before what you do now. Okay, I will try for succinctness. Is that a word? Oh, I like that. That's better. Well, if it isn't, I'm going to go, yeah, I'll try for succinctness. Um, succincticity? Okay, stop making up words, Carla. Um, so I do often joke I should have a Carla dictionary because I quite often yes. come up with words that may or may not exist. Um, so, so my journey. Uh, I have had many jobs in my life. I have been very good and very conscientious at all of them but I have not loved very many of them. Um, I think it's probably the best way of describing my previous career. So I started out as an intern at the Telegraph um, on the design desk, which I absolutely loved, not least because we could start later and finish later mm-hmm. because we had to work around the um, adverts that were being sold. And we had to, so we couldn't start work until all of them had been sold for the day. So oh, we could wow, work around them in the paper. Yeah. Um, as and it was just an incredibly flexible creative fun role with lots of lovely people actually so every job i've had has been full of lovely people but some of the jobs have fit me less well um so yeah 17 day jobs later i found myself at the university of essex uh and i had a wonderful time there i stayed there for six years which probably tells you just how well it suited me um and i met some amazing people there as well um i have worked in finance, insurance, libraries, um, newspapers, design. I have worked in buses. I have worked in shops. I've worked, I've worked in all kinds of places for my career. And the one thing, the one common thing between all of those jobs was that I didn't want to have the job. I wanted a way out of the job. I desperately wanted to work for myself from pretty much day dot. I think Mm. I don't, I don't ever remember a time where I didn't want to be my own boss. Um, but I live by myself and um, I obviously needed to pay bills and rent and I, I don't want the creative journey to always be about paying bills but there are some people out there who are like oh it's not about paying the bills and believe me if you don't have backup it is about paying the bills mm. um, I'm very lucky that I've had very supportive parents I'll talk about support network I think later on this yeah. is the downside of having done the interview last, last month <laughs> you is that I know questions. what's coming yeah. um, I'm very lucky that I have always had support you know my parents would never let me or the cat starve but ultimately the responsibility to earn is mine and I am very conscious of that so I have worked full-time for 12 years and built my business alongside 
and then I went part-time after I lost my dad two and a half years ago and then in August last year so coming up for like 15 months ish yeah something like that um I went full-time and it's been the best decision ever so um yeah I'm just thinking if there's anything I need to kind of throw into that journey really I suppose my my story is that you can absolutely build a business alongside a full-time job but it's hard Mm. and it's takes longer than you think it might and that's okay because you're using a lot of energy elsewhere and I would say the other thing is that if you are building several businesses alongside your full-time job they're all going to take a little bit longer than you might necessarily expect can I just point out though that that's taken her a long time to admit that because how many people have told you that Carla oh pretty much everybody I've ever spoken to in the last 10 years but you know minor details I will also throw in there that some of my previous businesses include jewelry um website design uh social media management uh well I'm missing something massive there aren't I what have I missed Anyway, I'll go and look through my old business cards in a minute. But yeah, I've had um, I've had several several many. businesses in the past, and uh, and the journey has been a really interesting one. I would say my how did I get to where I am today? Because that's really what you want to know, that's, isn't it? That, well, I was that was my next question. But you know, ah, if sorry, you want to interview on. yourself as well, do you then want that's to? Do you want to go, go on, go on then. Ask ask me the question, lovely girl. Sorry, it's because I'm thinking. And this was a dangerous <laughs> yeah, thing to start no, doing. It is definitely, especially at nearly one o'clock in the morning for you. Uh, so know, yes. Right? So Carla, how is it that you got from <laughs> there to here? To here. <laughs> um. So I have always seen the world I think a little bit differently from everybody else um I think I quite literally experienced the world slightly differently from everybody else um I don't know quite how that's really hard to describe but I just sometimes when people are talking about the way that the world works I'm like yeah it's not like that for me that's that's not how I've done things that's not how I see things that's not how I experience things um and one of the ways that I process this was with, with an ancient do you remember the Kodak cameras that had drop-in um films and then you could choose whether you had a normal size a bigger size or a panoramic photo no do you not remember those oh they're really fun um so I had one of those when I was young and that was really fun um but you had to be much more careful about the photos that you took because you only had like 24 exposures on a roll I am showing my age now I know yeah (laughs) and then I did I never thought about photography as a career I didn't think I was creative um I didn't think I was a creative person which now seems insane but at the time was you know I was heavily encouraged by my school into an academic career um my parents were very keen on me doing anything I wanted as long as I could support myself but of course the starving artist is a is a trait for a reason Mm. and then I landed at the telegraph at my um my internship and my manager there uh loved photography and it was kind of infectious and so I then promptly bought a camera and went back to university and joined PhotoSoc had a t-shirt that said I shoot people on the back of it which was hilarious that's in amazing the early 2000s I need one of those less hilarious now yeah I'm not sure I would actually wear it out and about now but it was uh, very funny then potentially in the in the current political climate it wouldn't yes. be such a good idea yes, however not, I, I still I appreciate like the joke <laughs> 15 odd years ago it was hysterical but yeah um and then yeah and then I was hooked and then I haven't really put my camera down um there have been times where I've wanted to chuck the whole lot out the window and that will come uh, I'm sure we will talk about that when we talk about imposter syndrome and all of those lovely mm. things um maybe not today but maybe further down the line in the podcast um but I couldn't not I couldn't not take photos 
and then it probably took me another 10 years after that to admit I was a photographer then it took me another year or so after that to actually set up a business in photography and then a couple of friends were like Carla if you don't I'm going to do it for you <laughs> so I kind of set up and went pro you, and you actually, finally listened did I you? finally listened to the rest of the world yes I actually have an email from a friend of mine that I carry around in my bullet journal because she in 2016 just sort of summed up everything and she was like you you've you've got the skills you've got the requisite angst why are you not doing the thing like, oh yeah that's yeah there's I a requisite the angst that's quite interesting requisite angst mm. yeah yeah um she also introduced me to the concept of the skills gap or the no not the skills gap the taste gap oh um i don't know if that's something that you are familiar oh wait with. is this the where your own taste levels far surpass your own skills yes. or something yes like that? yes yeah. exactly exactly <laughs> and i had never come across this before and suddenly i was like oh that's why everything i love is beautiful and everything i take is not that beautiful yeah um and i just couldn't understand why and i would say actually now several years on and two years three years oh my god three years into my pro journey um, there's a light bulb just literally just lit above, round up above about my head. Now. Well, because it was 2016, I was like, I was only a couple of years ago, and it turns oh. out no, it was round about October 2016. So I'm coming up for my third anniversary, which is a bit scary. Um, I suddenly discovered that the stuff that happens in my head is now coming out of my camera and my computer, Yay. and that's been a huge turning point for me. Um, and probably that's been the main part of me getting understanding the the i've got to stop calling it the skills gap understanding the taste gap and understanding how that applies to me and recognizing that the only way to get past it is to go out and shoot and do do the thing shoot yes. right whatever your thing is but for me it was shooting um and do it some more and learn from your experiences and do it some more and do it some more and then eventually you will start to get there absolutely i feel like and this leads me into a really ideally into the next sort of question actually okay about t telling us then what has been your most glorious moment so far of that of that whole journey Do you know what when we wrote that question i thought that was an amazing question and i now think it's a really mean question because how are you supposed to just pick one well you wrote the question so I now know. you can answer it i know <laughs> um so i would say a major one for me um was um back in june i was up very early in the morning and on a train to London, sitting in one of those weird little seats that just sit kind of sideways on their own. So you're not actually facing the way or away from the way the train's going. You're just sitting sideways. It's very odd. But I used to use those seats when I commuted to London um, seven or eight years ago, um, because, partly because it meant I didn't have to speak to anyone else and partly because I could cry without anyone noticing me on the train. And, and that was a daily occurrence. Like I was not a happy bunny at that point in my life um, with my work situation. And... I was heading to London in June to do a brand shoot with a coach and there was a real obviously the first thing in the morning it was just like oh give me caffeine get me on the train give me a Mars bar like let's you know sort my life out in the morning and then there was a point about halfway through the journey where I suddenly went oh, I'm here I used to sit on this very train and I used to dream about a better life I used to dream about earning money through creativity I used to dream about not being bound to a job about being mistress of my own time I maybe didn't know just how much busier and how much harder I would work for being <laughs> yeah. mistress of my own time, but that is okay. Everyone thinks it's a really cushy little number until they yeah, actually have to really, do 60-hour weeks or whatever it is. I have never worked this hard in my life. Apologies to all old employers. But I have never, ever, um, never worked this hard. And 
yeah I just had this real epiphany of like wow I'm I'm here and I'm doing it and I did it and I made it happen and it seemed so impossible back then and actually it has happened and it's very exciting so I think I'm going to pick that as my most glorious moment yay and it's lovely to hear that as well because I've uh, only I mean we've only known each other what two years two and a four. Bit, four no shut up really no we met in 2015 I found it in my diary the other day I was going to oh text my... you but it was stupid o'clock four years <laughs> How did that happen? But you know, only two. It's fine. I'm not only offended two. at all. You only think you've known me for two years. It's just gone so quickly, Carla. You've only been in I Canada say? a year. <laughs> oh yeah, I keep forgetting that. Let's not go there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, well, okay then. So we've we've known each other for four years, and yes, I think probably for quite a big chunk of that, I've known you to be really. Um, I don't want to say this without sounding really negative, but you've been you've never you've not been confident in your own skills for for a quite a broad chunk of that. So it's lovely to hear you saying that now to the yeah. to hear that confidence there as you're talking. So interestingly, I would say that the thing that got most in the way of my confidence was me. Well, I'll go with that. Absolutely. So, and I, for, for background, for anyone who doesn't know me, I, I imagine some of our first listeners will be friends, but for anyone who doesn't know me, um, I really struggle with imposter syndrome in part because of the multipod thing, um, because I am part of many communities, I'm part of several industries, I am a specialist in several industries, and I sometimes, str- I'm also still quite young, I'm only 33 and sometimes I struggle to get taken seriously and as a knock-on effect sometimes I struggle to take myself seriously um but actually once I got out of my way got out of my own way rather and went and did some shoots and did some fun stuff and it wasn't even that I didn't know the stuff I think it was just that I was frightened to let go and absolutely maybe make the mistakes in order to get better mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not quite sure what that process was but definitely I think the biggest issue was not other people it was me I think that's probably something that we all go through though as creative people um because actually that that was going to be my next question about what have you struggled with most then um yeah would you say that's the, hmm. the, 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 the has that been the biggest struggle yes and no I would say my biggest struggle has been mindset so yes Ooh, okay but different types of mindset so some of it is confidence some of it is overcoming the narrative from when I was younger of you are not a creative person you are not creative you're a, a, and that came from even primary school there were you know my primary school was amazing mm. but there were certain members of staff there who were they would make you unpick cross stitch if it was messy on the back when you were, I was probably eight yeah like I, I think I'm all for perfectionism to a point but I think there is a point at which you can't decide a child's path based on how I'm still shit at cross stitch just for like clarity yeah. but I'm really good at some other creative stuff like I'm absolutely exceptionally good at the photography that I do and some of the other creative stuff that I do so I think actually there's a so overcoming that narrative was problematic for me internally oh, yes. um and I think for the people around me, because I'd always been, I was the, the I'm doing in, those horrible inverted commas things. <laughs> I was the clever one or the intelligent one or the, the horrible, horrible, the gifted one, which oh. really, really not there, really not. I mean, possibly, <laughs> possibly gifted with my camera, really not gifted in the stuff that they thought I was gifted in, like French. I still cannot speak French fluently. And I've been studying it since I was four, just again, for clarity. So, um, 
so some some mindset stuff and i think a lot of us probably battle that actually from our early days there are things the stories that we tell ourselves and the stories that other people tell us about ourselves can actually be more powerful than we think they are Mm. Um, so that was interesting and then on top of all of that I have the whole multipod thing and the fact that 90% of what I do is actually really weird so being a mermaid is not something that comes up when I try and join networking groups photographer they can cope with branding photographer it's a bit specific but they can cope with professional mermaid they just look at me like I've got two heads or a tail or something (laughs) no pun intended terrible pun intended Um, and they just don't People just don't understand. And lots of people say, oh, but you're so childish. And I'm like, no, I prefer childlike. I think we should be able to do imaginative stuff. I think we should still be able to enjoy ourselves just because we're grown-ups. Um, so doing weird stuff that goes against the grain, that is a challenge. That has, it hasn't been a struggle to do it. It has been a struggle to get other people to understand what that even is Yeah. before you can sell it well yeah that absolutely makes sense. like that's... i know that sounds silly but branding photography you say oh it's photography for businesses even if people haven't heard the words they mm-hmm. know that their business or businesses generally need a visual presence they know they need online photos they know they need social media it's not a complicated thing for people to get their heads around yeah but when you're trying to explain for the first time what you do and you yeah. say i'm a professional mermaid and people just they either shriek with excitement or they look at you well and it's they like, just, um... like what it's like trying to sell the whole idea that you're a princess or a fairy or yeah, something like yeah, that, isn't exactly. it, really? So, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so, so I would say that. And then in among all of that, I would say getting people to recognise my specialism as photography, even though there is a theme running through. If you look at everything I do, photography and to a lesser extent writing are the things I have always done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've blogged since 2004 and I've always had a camera related to that. I have taken self-portraits all my life. I have... Obviously, I'm now a branding photographer. My fine art stuff is quite fairy tale. It's quite magical, but it's very much still photography. Yeah. Um, the mermaid stuff is photography. The stationery box. I love stationery, but I take all the product photos. There, you know, there is a theme there, and yet people do. I do sometimes struggle to get people to remember that I'm a photographer, and I think that might just be a time thing because I've done so many things in my life, and I've only claimed the title of professional photographer in the last three years. But Aww. it is an interesting struggle. Or actually, they're all secretly mermaids and unicorns and they're being wowed by the glitter. That's what it is. There is possibly also that. I mean, as we speak, I am wearing unicorn headphones. She is. That is who I am. That is what I do. Yeah. So I would say struggles, I think they are all mindset related, really. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think probably that's one of the biggest things that that creative struggle with. I don't think I'm alone in any of those things, actually. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. I mean, would you say, um, I I was then sort of going to ask you how you feel it is that you um, overcame those struggles then? The question I've got here is about talking about your support network. Um, Has has that been the thing that's helped you? Has there been, what else has got you through that? I think specifically overcoming struggles, Mm -hmm. um, I have had some amazing friends, including you. So I think here is is a good time to drop in a story about how, so I've had, I don't get me wrong, I've had a lot of friendship support, but Sarah was specifically the person who, after two years of me struggling with, so I bought a new camera and I couldn't get the same images out of the new, better camera as I had out of the old, less good camera. And every single person I asked, and I asked forums, I asked camera clubs, I asked uh, camera shops, I went to a couple of trade shows and I asked all these people and they said, no, no, it's your technique. I was like, it's not my technique because I was getting these shots beforehand. Mm. But eventually after two years and still not being able to get, and I didn't know enough about the technical side of photography at at that point 
um, to know what I was missing, if you yeah. see what I mean. Yeah. So this is before I knew Sarah. And then we were both part of a... I actually can't remember what it was for. It was some kind of female creatives or female photography thing. Something. Photography based something. And I posted some stuff and lots of people said, yeah, vaguely helpful things, but not actually that helpful things. And then Sarah said, look, I'm in Chelmsford. Why don't we meet up and I'll find out? So I said, okay, that'd be really nice because I am at the point where I might just give it all up. I don't think I'm good enough. And then we met up and she handed me her camera and I took a perfect photo and she was already a pro had been for some years by this point I oh handed my god. her my camera and she took a terrible photo and I was like oh my god it's not me it's actually not me it's actually my kit and that was one of the again you said glorious moments that was a glorious moment Yay. it wasn't me it was vindication <laughs> um so support in a very practical sense uh yes and I'm um, and I've also had a coach um who I will tag in the show notes or put the link i'm not even sure what we do with the show notes yet but anyway i will put alex in the show notes because she's amazing um and having someone to hold the headspace someone dedicated to hold the headspace um for you and and help you work out how you're going to tackle the stuff that is holding you back i have found like valuable beyond words um coaching i think is really hard to explain how it helps until you've had it and then you're like how did i ever cope without it how did i manage without this person in my life um in terms of a wider support network um i am very lucky that i am on my own i live by myself i'm single at heart more about that later on uh, but it means i live my best life single i just don't like following any conventions i think is what i've worked <laughs> out so far from this this podcast surely not this episode um but yeah so i'm by myself uh, except for my cats so i'm not answerable to anybody which means i can make all my own decisions which is wonderful um I love that. It means I can sit out here till two in the morning recording a podcast and no one bats an eyelid. Well, the cats are a bit hungry, but they're not hungry. I've fed them, but they're going to pretend they're hungry when I get back inside. Yeah. Um, The flip side of that, obviously, is that I need a support network so I don't go insane. Um, My mum and dad have always been amazing and supportive. Uh, Dad actually started his own business at 58, which was a massive inspiration to me um, and gave me a lot of advice um, when he was alive. He died a couple of years ago and I miss him terribly, but I think he'd be really pleased with what I'm doing now. So that's a really nice feel. And it's partly through his passing and his legacy that I was able to start my studio. So that feels like a a really good legacy to have. Um, And mum is just endlessly supportive. She, I think she still doesn't truly understand why I don't take my not inconsiderable skills and go and get a proper job with a steady salary (laughs) because she, she can't understand why, why anyone wouldn't want to hire me. Um, But I need to go alone. I need to do my own thing. And um, that, you know, she's endlessly supportive of that. If slightly bewildered. (laughs) Um, I, Friends. Friends are the big thing for me. I've got business friends. I've got free range humans friends. I have got um, friends who aren't in business. I've got friends I've met through jobs. I have got female circles who um, who kind of hold me and, and care for me. And I don't know what I would do without my friends. I know some people don't see friends as hugely important, but for me, all of their perspectives. So I've got some who I just talk business with and I've got some who I talk everything with. And I've got some who actually I quite relish not talking about business with because they're just not that they're happy for me, but they're just not that interested. Yeah. And that combination gives me I can always choose where I need to be and who I need to speak to at any point. And I think that is some of them are online. Some of my friends are just online. Um, yeah, I think I've been really lucky, actually, with my support network. Oh, excuse me. Hiccups. <laughs> hiccups. <laughs> That's, what That's what happens when you record when you have, at one o'clock yeah, in the morning. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, 
So yeah, does yeah, that answer so your question? I think so. Yeah, absolutely. So then, looking back um, like over the whole journey, mm-hmm. what is it that you wish you'd known at the very start? Oh, <laughs> so the obvious. Again, one... can I point out you wrote this question? I know they, they're good <laughs> questions to ask other people. They're just really hard to ask. I actually, no, I do think they're good questions. I think we're going to get insight into people. Yes, but I think. I think they are hard to answer for myself. <laughs> um, so there's definitely a couple. I would say the first is that being a multipod, learning that multi being a multipotentialite, which is another word for it, or a scanner, which is yet another word for it. Hey, we can't decide. Who you? <laughs> multipod is just my preferred word for it. Discovering that that is a thing um, was a game changer, absolute game changer for me. And I wish I'd known it earlier. How because old were up until you? Then, uh 20 26 27 maybe wow. okay so quite yeah so quite i'd done quite a lot of work and i'd and i because i used to change jobs until i landed at essex i used to change jobs quite a lot mm. so um i would do a job until i got bored essentially and then i would move on and this didn't seem that weird to me but it seemed very weird to every time i had an interview it was like oh this is this is a very checkered CV. <laughs> well, I don't like that. I'm word. building skills. I'm building, <laughs> you know, and I manage. You know, I'm, I'm actually very good at interviews because I like people, so it's not. It's never been a problem, but it has mm. always come up. And I think having I've got a lot more words now to describe it. I've got a lot more um, knowledge about the subject. I've done a lot more research. There is a lot more research about it than there used to be, um, and I think the thing that I took away from that is that multipods. They stop when the thing stops serving them, whether that's a job, whether that's a... So some people just like planning. So they will endlessly plan trips, for example, but they never actually go on the trips. But they're getting what they need from it. Right. Um, To the rest of the world, they just look like they never finish anything. And I think that that for me was huge. It was permission to just be myself and get on and do my life and enjoy my life exactly the way I was doing it. Yeah. Um, It just gave me a few more tools, I guess, to explain that to other people. Um, and I've been able to introduce other people to that concept. Now it sounds like a cult, but no, 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 because uh, so, you've, you've got me on yeah, this as well. Yeah. Obviously, introduce so. people to that concept has been mm. wonderful. So if I'd known that earlier, I think that would have been magical. I think it should be taught in schools because a lot of people have it, and I don't think I, there, for some reason there's this this real feeling um, that you know you get to be an adult, and probably what you should do is um, you know do one thing just mm, one thing yeah but and, actually, and seem it, to know what that is as well from yeah, day dot yeah. yeah and choose it at like 14 or something insane whereas exactly. um, you know if you say to a child oh i want to, what do you want to be when you grow up and a five-year-old says oh, i want to be an astronaut and a ballerina and a fireman you're like yeah, that's great no nobody actually tells them to stop and then there is a point mm. at which you're saying but you can't do that you have to choose a thing and that's yeah. not realistic so choose another thing and i hate it but that's yeah. another conversation <laughs> um Related to that, I have learned, and I wish I'd known slash accepted earlier, because it's not that I didn't get told, it's just that I didn't want to hear it. You can do anything, and you can do everything, but you cannot do it all at the same time. Ooh, I like that. So, how that relates is that I have had to, over the last year, I have had to drop some focus on some of my businesses in order to grow one enough to support me. And now that that is starting to become a little bit more reliable, now I can go and play with the others a bit more. So I haven't shut them down. I've just taken the focus off them. Yeah. Um, 
and learning and the thing that I have completely taken focus off and done none of is housework because something <laughs> has to give fortunately my mum is amazing and comes and does occasional bits for me but you know if there's going to be anything you're going to drop though then it should really be the housework it anyway. should probably be the housework <laughs> well it depends no it depends I know some people who it would make them very unhappy to have an untidy house whereas mm. as long as mine's clean I don't mind if there's clutter in it yeah. so I yeah. spend time on cleaning not on the tidying and that's okay um so i would say that's a really important thing um but you might not be at the right time in your life to hear it because i have heard it for years and i didn't want to hear it i was like nope i can do all the things all of them all of them <laughs> and of course while i had a, a full-time salary i could do all of them and it didn't matter that they weren't growing because i had a full-time salary mm. so i think that's a thing and the last thing is community over competition so the the uh photography group that we are both part of sarah that's been huge yes. um I have met other people who do the same things I do. I have met people who do similar things. And in previous industries, there's been a very competitive vibe. Um, photographers I met prior to going professional were very competitive, very kind of my precious about everything. And there was no sharing and there was no, oh, it was just horrible. Um, and I understand that people get twitchy, but there are so many people out there who need good photography. Oh. Like, there is space for everybody. There is, yeah, there are clients and for you know, everyone. And you know, there are going to be people who, they need my work, but they can't stand me, and yeah. that's fine. They'll yeah. find somebody else who is, you know, there are other people who shoot similarly to me, but the personality will be different, or they won't get the same, do you know what I mean? There's all different, or if you don't like my prices, you'll be able to find someone who does a different service for less money, or more money, or... Mm. I just I think that's a huge thing to have accepted and that's that's made a big difference to my life so those those are the three things I would say I wish I'd known I have to I say that's yeah they're they're awesome they're really, I think I feel like I need to redo my interview now <laughs> <laughs> your interview was amazing though I, I learned stuff about you that I didn't know oh I'm so learning stuff so about well you impressed. as well actually it's very interesting so then that's really good so those are the things that you wanted to know when you started what would you what advice would you actually give to some of our fabulous creative listeners if they're especially if they're starting their journeys or they're midway through or they're struggling at a point at the moment interesting question um so the first bit of advice would mm -hmm. be get a good accountant because they are worth their weight in gold oh i like that absolute gold um so i resisted getting one for ages um and then I realised that actually I was doing everything I was supposed to be doing and I was keeping my records and I was still losing sleep over. But what if I've missed something? Because HMRC doesn't speak English. Mm -hmm. HMRC speaks a language all of its own. And if you put the right thing in the wrong box, it can all go tits up very quickly. And I don't particularly like numbers. It's the one thing about my business I don't enjoy. Um, and then I found Kylie. And Kylie is a magical human. And she just makes it all work and then gets me to sign it off and I wouldn't be without her now she's there for questions she's there for things if I need to know things in the middle of the year like can I run a pet shoot and donate all the proceeds to charity or you know the random things that I come up with that I would like to do or if I buy this mermaid tail can I claim it against expenses and she's just not phased by any of that which is great um <laughs> that's actually quite a good one to oh sorry go on. Oh, go on no 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 you go on I was just gonna say that's that is a, actually a really good piece of advice because especially 
from my perspective, having just moved to a new country where there are new tax laws to know about and yes. uh, all these all these all these things I had absolutely no clue about. Mm-hmm. And yeah, to be able to actually just have someone who knows all that stuff and just yeah. say here deal with it well it can be it can also be really tiny things like she said to me um so when i first got her i was still renting mm-hmm. and couldn't i think i used my address as my um trading address but obviously wasn't it wasn't an actual office and i couldn't turn it into an office office because it wasn't my house yep. which is fine um and she said and i think because of oh there was some weird thing in place that i couldn't claim part of my rent or mortgage or whatever and she said but there's this wonderful um concept of a flat rate so simplified expenses for and you just work out how many hours you've spent on the business working at home each week and you put that into your tax return Hmm. and i feel like advice like that she to her it was really obvious because that's what she literally does every day and to me i was like oh that's a thing that's a thing i can do so yes i would say definitely find yourself a good accountant and don't just pick one off the internet find one that somebody recommends Go and meet your accountant. If you don't like your accountant, don't hire them because yes. you don't have to spend much time with them, but you do need to be able to trust them with... Essentially, like, if you're having a bad year, you need to be able... So last year, because I opened the studio, I made quite a significant loss, um, and that's fine, um, but you have to be able to talk about that with somebody. This is not somebody with whom you can go, oh, yeah, everything's great, I'm earning 100k, <laughs> when you've actually not... And they're going to see like that. that you haven't as they're well. They're going to so. see that you haven't. They're going to be the first people that see it. Yeah. That's actually, um, well, you know, my experiences with um, with choosing with with finding an accountant this year, mm. actually. So yeah, I would totally back that up as well. Get you know, meet them and and decide whether yeah. actually they work the way you want them to work because not they don't all work the same way, do they? So no, mm. no, they um they can be again i think finding someone that suits you so i know some people who would be very reassured by a very formal traditional accountant with a big mm-hmm. office and wears a suit and you know you have to book appointments and that kind of stuff well not that you don't have to book appointments with mine but like my accountant is very she's very chill she's very relaxed um she there's always cake in the office that makes me happy oh, um she runs her office like she mainly works from home she has an office at home um, and all of those things actually fit really well with she works around her children and all of those things fit so well with my own views on flexible working that I would prefer that to a stuffy accountant but some people the stuffy accountant image absolutely do you know what I mean go with something that works for you yeah I think is what yeah. I want to say there so um and my other bit of advice is to trust your intuition Ooh. if you know that there's something not right or if you I'm sure there's so many ways we could apply this so for me I wish I trusted my intuition more well, I did to a point but with the camera focus issue that I had because it turned out once Sarah had seen it and we took it to the Canon repair unit which I did not know existed <laughs> 10 minutes from my house who knew there's only two in the country one of them is 10 minutes from my house um it turns out it was a faulty autofocus unit and it was a known issue with that model of camera but I hadn't known that so yeah mm. but I knew there wasn't something they knew there was something not right and deep down I knew it wasn't me yeah so trust your intuition um I would say the other time that that comes and this is really hard if you're in a sort of either early stage business or you're in a bit of a quiet period there are some clients who from the very first contact throw up red flags 
if they for example i don't know just to pick a random one email you all in capitals or or before they've actually asked what your prices are ask for a discount or i'm sure you can fill in some gaps um there are a few types of client who and it doesn't mean that they're not anybody's clients but they are not my clients Mm -hmm. i do not have the patience to deal with those people yeah and those people and i when we do work together generally don't get on that well um one of the reasons i left the day job was so that i could be trusted to get on with the thing i am an expert in so you know so if your intuition says not sure then you are allowed to say no you're allowed to say no i don't i win we are not a good fit or you can be very kind and just say i'm really sorry i'm fully booked my books are full that's also an option um trust your intuition just trust it because we're trained not to listen to it but actually we know we almost always know the answer to what we need it's Absolutely. just under the surface you know how i feel about this one carla because you know i, I am all about gut reactions gut. and gut instincts so yeah absolutely wholeheartedly agree with that and i'm glad that it's something you're learning to do as well because i think we talked last time about how this was something that was totally natural for me but mm, but wasn't for me i've for had you. to relearn yeah. it yeah yeah, yeah definitely mm. it's definitely been something i've been more of a oh you know logic it out but actually logic doesn't always work sometimes it does but but sometimes logic and often logic only works when it matches up with what your intuition is telling you yeah um so there's always a yeah it's really interesting it is it's an ongoing process for me but it's a really valuable thing to have learned fantastic started to learn yeah i love it that's great so well what i can't believe how speedily we've worked our way through those questions you've been very succinct carla well done (laughs) that's because i had 14 trials (laughs) no it's not quite it feels like i tried 14 times beforehand not quite as many Um, as that but in my defense i spent six hours doing my accounts today which is why my brain is a bit scrambled i think that's enough excuse for anyone Mm. really frankly but this is the point where you get to tell us a little bit uh, about um well look now look now look who's losing the ability to <laughs> now speak. whose words are not working <laughs> i was doing so well up until that point uh, <laughs> now you get the chance to plug yourself so tell us a little bit about um any current offers or things that you're creating at the moment amazing okay well uh obviously the primary thing is personal branding photography so i would love to work with some more uh fabulous entrepreneurs and um, you don't have to describe yourself as a weirdo but if you are quite colorful quite vibrant a little bit rebellious um you know a little bit out of the norm then probably you and i are going to get on really well mm-hmm. um if you're a mad cat lady we're definitely going to get on well um <laughs> Or, you know, if you have any form of pet that you would like to involve in your photographs, I'm I'm definitely the person for you. Uh, so, yes, I have got some spaces. Uh, I'm not going to mention months, but usually I have spaces from the month after the month we're in. Yes. Because I'm not sure when we're actually going to get to send this out into the world. <laughs> um, I am working on a new fine art series called Create Your Own Fairy Tale. Oh, exciting. Um, and I am finally getting off my butt and creating Mythical Ink, which is a... Uh, mythical magical tattoo series so if you have a mythical or a magical tattoo please get in touch um because this has been lurking for like oh 10 years years. i know you've talked about it pretty much the entire time a number of years yeah Yeah. (laughs) i tried to launch it when i was still at the day job and then then i started to leave the day job and it turns out my handover took up all my spare time but that was fine so and then i've been so busy running a business since then but i've got a real uh this year i've got a real determination to shoot for me as well as for my clients like i love shooting for my clients it's the best thing in the world but i want to make sure i'm using my photography skills for myself as well absolutely um i have got some fantastic collaborations coming up this year so um i've got an amazing hair um 
artist is that what you would call her we call her the color magician uh verity clark she's amazing go and find her if you need your hair doing um so she and i have got some sneaky stuff planned uh she's responsible for my colorful hair um i have got my very best friend uh is a bridal designer and we've got some amazing fashion based so i haven't done a lot of work with her in the past i've done her branding shots obviously but i haven't done a lot of work with her work in the past because um I'm not a wedding photographer, so being featured in bridal magazines and stuff is not that helpful. <laughs> uh, but we have both got quite a heavy interest in fantasy, and so we have got some amazing collabs coming up. Um, so I'm very excited about that, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, but mostly, I would love to... Um, yeah, I would I would love to work with entrepreneurs for branding photography, and if you want some mentoring for the sort of early stages of your business or for content strategy at any stage of your business... And I would love to talk to you. Um, if you want to be a mermaid, come see me. And uh, of course, if you would like a fabulous stationery drop through your letterbox, then come and visit inkdrops.co.uk. Perfect. Um, you haven't so mentioned I, actually the easiest way for people to find you as well for, for the, that all is these a, wonderful things. That is a good point. So the best way for you to find me is at carlawatkins.com. Um, and there is also a page which again I'll link in the in the note, show notes um, which is carlawatkins.com forward slash multipod and that's where I keep a link to everything like an updated link of everything that I'm doing Perfect. so that's probably the best way around um, I realised that last bit was not as succinct as perhaps the rest of my interview has been um but there are just lots of things going on and I, I like I like that among one of the really nice parts about being a multipod just to finish off is that among all the things I do, I have something that excites almost every single person I speak to. Yes. So even if they're not a business owner, or even if they don't like mermaids, or even if they can't understand why you would use real stationery in this day and age, or whatever it is, um, something else that I do is relevant to them, and I love that. That's amazing, yeah. Yeah. It just means I have to try and get it all out in 30 seconds so that they can know yes. what I've got and what You've I need. Got, so, yours yeah. is an elevator pitch that needs a lot of work isn't it really it's like it's like the elevator pitch for the shard it's just long (laughs) i like that that's good do we need that as one of your taglines somewhere i think (laughs) i should actually have that shouldn't i it's the longest elevator pitch ever but it's really good um yeah so yeah that's that's me but basically come and find me if you need photos for your business that is the thing that i love the most if i'm honest um yeah and it's been really nice to chat yeah it's been wonderful listening to you talking actually even though i know um we've we've had to do this a couple of times (laughs) times. (laughs) it's actually i hear different things each time you talk and hearing your sort of level of excitement about things is it's always there that's always the undercurrent about uh, Mm. with the way that you enthusiasm it's one of my superpowers absolutely not just yeah and not just for your own businesses but for everybody else's as well which is one of the things i've always loved about you so i just love it i love seeing other people it's one of the reasons i think i love the branding photography so much because after people have had their shoots and they get their they get confident during the shoot which is obviously lovely i'm sure you see this as well because you do branding photography Mm -hmm. and then you give them their photos and then suddenly so you get all the like shriekiness and the goodness and that's lovely or sometimes you hear nothing which is obviously terrifying and then suddenly you see this like epic flow of content coming out of things it's like they're suddenly excited they've fallen back in love with their business and they're excited to share it with the world and it's because you've given them something because you've given them something you've you've shown them so i always say so a, a, a very wise friend said to me my tagline should be i show you yourself and I've not yet been brave enough to use that. And we were talking actually in, con- in terms of boudoir more than anything else. Mm-hmm. 
But actually, I do. I show people how I see them so yes. they can go out and show the world that. And it's exciting. That is exciting. And I love I am that. I'm way, way over-enthusiastic, but I'm not apologising for it. I love it. No, that's wonderful. And I think that is actually the perfect way to finish this as well. Would you agree? Yes, yes. I would agree. Fantastic. Yes. Well, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed that. Thank you, thank too. you. You're an excellent interviewer. Oh, well, thank you. And um, thank you very much to our lovely listeners. Hopefully they've made it this far. And guess what? That means we've managed three episodes now. So we've I'm very done pleased. It. We've made it to the end. I cannot believe we made it to the end of this one. Um, I've always, I, I, this is the bit I'm not very good at, though. How do we finish this off? We should be telling people that they I can think find... We say... Go on. Yes. Yes. You can um, find us at creativereboot.co. Yes, which we will. And it would be amazing if you subscribed on there as yes. well. Yeah. Yes. If you um, sub- if you would subs- subscribe, oh my god, me and my words. If you would subscribe, that would be amazing. And I believe as um, well, um, uh, recommendationy type things. Put make like stars. Yes. I'm five trying stars. to make stars with my with my hands, <laughs> and it's not working. But Sarah and I actually understood that. Well Absolutely. This is how um, well we get on with each other, and how well I we don't know really each know other. how this became a star, but five. Uh, I wish five, we could actually. Yes. <laughs> I wish you could see what we're doing. <laughs> let's not turn this into a a video or a youtube channel as well no 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 that's i'm not up for that um subscribe come and visit us at the website get on our mailing list that's and tell your friends if you love what we do tell your friends because you know more creative people being honest about life can only be a good thing absolutely most definitely and i think that is the perfect end so thank you very much for listening everybody i'm waving bye bye thank you for listening take care